Hello and welcome to Coexisting. It's 2020, and due to the coronavirus making its way across the world, we find our towns and cities in lockdown in an effort to slow the pandemic. Quite apart from the COVID headlines filling our screens, I was curious to hear how people were living day to day. So, I asked the same eight questions to people in different countries to get a glimpse of their lives during their version of Shelter at Home. The questions I ask cover life right now as that person is living it. What day of shelter are you on? What are the rules in place? What is it like in the streets where you live? What practical advice has helped you at this time? What is your most memorable moment? And what would you say to someone who is feeling low today? It's part information, part human story archive, but mainly trying to get an uplifting bent on this insane situation we find ourselves in. And at the same time, preserving these memories in audio. Memories that will, in a very few short months, be forgotten. So, plug in those headphones or that speaker, grab a cup of tea or a glass of the good stuff and take a seat. This is Coexisting. Hello, I'm Lysanthia. I'm coming to you from Lisbon, Portugal, which is not where I usually live. I'm a physiotherapist and a pain educator. So I am on day 40, I think, of shelter at home here in Lisbon. My companion is my fiancé. At the moment, I'm feeling very, very grateful for the fact that although I am a physiotherapist, which means that I touch people's bodies and I'm in close contact and I work right up against them as we do movement and we do various things that work on the problem of pain. I switched over to working in telehealth quite a few years ago even. So for me, my work has stayed pretty much the same. It's been interesting to see the way that the rest of my profession have tried to work out the things that I've had the luxury of working out about how do we talk to people about pain? How do we get behaviour change happening? How do we get people moving and, and thinking and, and behaving in new ways? I've had years to work it out and it's been really interesting to watch them trying to do that on a really, a really short scale of time and hit up against some interesting barriers. But my work, my work stays as it is. I was still working in the clinic seeing clients uh, before all of this happened. And because I didn't rush back to China in the middle of the outbreak, I actually got fired in that time. And perhaps on reflection, that was a blessing. Um, it forced my hand to, to get out of my safety blanket of, of just keeping that clinical job just in case. And it really made me think about the online world, the digital world, how do we reach more people? And perhaps I won't go back to the clinic and perhaps I won't go back to conventional work in that way. Um, so that might be the way that things have changed for me. So our rules for shelter in place, as far as I can tell, because I can't read the Portuguese news, everything that I get here in Portugal is secondhand, although I can kind of work it out, but I don't speak good Portuguese. But I think that the way I've been living, which has been staying inside 
And we go out once a day for a run. A big excursion of the week is going to the grocery store. I think that's our rules. Unless it's essential, stay home. Out on the streets is amazing because it's quiet. And when it first started, uh, we had a few days where we were the only people that were, were out, very, very few other people. In Portugal, in Lisbon here, people have been very careful and very cautious about making sure that we can look after the many that are, that are vulnerable. So there was days where there were no cars on the road. We run along a fairly major traffic route between Kishkaish, which is where we are, sort of on the, on the coast, into Lisbon. It's called the Maginal. We run along the side of the Maginal, which you would never do otherwise because it's busy. There's cars everywhere. It would be really unpleasant to run along. But there's been so few cars that we get to enjoy the beautiful seaside views of running right alongside the ocean every day with very little traffic, very little other people. For us, it's really pleasant. So in my world at the moment, it's 5.30 a.m. I'm sitting at a dining room table and as I look out over the table, I see piles of papers and pens and devices and this is our home office. Uh, This is where we've sat for the past 40 days. On this table are all of the the small things that that kind of hold our life together at the moment. It's almost like it's a vessel, it's a ship, it's holding us afloat as we try to to keep a, a life going and functioning while we are here away from home. If I look out past the immediate vista of the dining room table, what I'm looking out at is other people's lives. And I say that because we are really lucky that we have a friend's house that we're living in. I've been living in friends' houses now for over three months because I left China just before things closed down in China and I didn't get back. My flights out of America back to China were cancelled. I could reroute. I went back to Australia, which is where I am from originally, and then I thought I'd go back to China from there. And then things got progressively worse. So then I realised that transport was going to change. The world was going to change. There was not going to be the normality of, of global travel. And that was tricky for me because I was meant to be here in Portugal to get married. And that didn't happen. This time is, is going to be memorable for me because it is the time when I didn't get married. You know, we had a big family and friends celebration from all over the world, all of the anticipation, and it didn't happen. Being stuck here in in Lisbon is not terrible. The biggest risk is probably to my blood sugar levels with all the bread and the wine and the, the custard tarts that we enjoy. Instead of getting married, we celebrated our two year and eight month anniversary. And as far as pre-wedding rituals go, I think being stuck in a house with your fiancé for a month, 
might be a, a blessed opportunity to work out this is, if this is actually someone that you want to be with for the rest of your life. How well do you negotiate uncertainty? How well can you be stuck looking across at each other at that same kitchen table with no respite for 40 days? Is this something that, you know, if this was to continue, would you still want to do it with this person? And what's amazing is that is an overwhelming yes. A practical piece of advice that I'd share comes from my professional work. I work with people in pain and we know a lot about pain and the science of pain. And pain, while it's usually associated with with illness and injury, if we think about it kind of broadly and, and holistically, pain is there as a protection so your protection systems are your immune system, your, your hormone system, your endocrine system, and your nervous system. And they all work together to keep you safe and well. I've felt really, really fortunate in this time that I know about these things. I know that we can help to modify the way that we feel in our bodies under stressful circumstances, under times when Everything is a big buzzing warning light, knowing that there are ways that we can calm, that we can work with our biology. Let's face it, there's a whole lot of ways that the world is telling us that it's really unsafe right now. Not just the virus, but the work effects, the economic effects, the loss of connection to our our usual healthy and happy everyday lives. That's a a pretty big signal to your protective systems that you should feel bad, right? Pain is a warning signal and so is depression and so is anxiety and sometimes even is fatigue. The tip that I'd give you is to, as much as you can, find things or add things into your day or into your life that are the opposite. It might seem ridiculous, But whatever it is that helps you feel like more of yourself, if you have to engineer some joy and engineer some happiness, whatever it takes for you to signal to your body that it should release some of its good hormones, some of its happy hormones, because you're okay, you can shift the balance of the way that your nervous system is going to interpret what's going on around you. And it's going to have to be a conscious effort at the moment. But knowing that that's possible, knowing that you can do that puts you back into a little bit of control of how you're going to feel day to day. And stay away from the news. You know, the news is like a main line to misery. So keep away from that one. I really miss being outdoors. And this is actually a tip that I have used myself living in Shanghai. We live in Shanghai in a big concrete jungle and that concrete jungle means that I don't get to go trail running, I don't get to go bushwalking as we Australians call it. So I go to YouTube and I look for nature sounds, I look for videos of people mountain biking and horse riding and I use that as a a visual meditation. So if I'm really feeling stuck, I'm feeling inside, I'm feeling, oh, I cannot even, 
with this feeling of, of not being able to get out and do things. I can trick my brain. I can use those visuals and those sounds to change my physiology a bit. It's not the same, but it is one way that I've found that I can hack my nervous system to make it think that it's getting the thing that it really wants. The thing that I would like to share and I think is really important is for people to remember that we're always changing and adapting. And that's a fundamental part of being human from the day that we're born to the day that we die. And we're in a situation now that that calls for big adaptations and big changes. And I think let's just keep it in our mind that these are things that we can cope with. And there's lots of things that are really difficult, but keep that sort of tiny seedling of, of hope and possibility and, you know, plant those small seeds in this time that recognize that you can adapt and you can learn and you can manage and that when the summer sunshine is here you will emerge into that and you don't need to plant a whole garden doesn't even have to have blooms or or berries with it but just that tiny seedling that can look forward into the light thank you for listening to coexisting If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear the story unfold, I would be grateful if you could share this with a friend and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. That way that many more people will find us.